Clark on the mic, yes I'm doing what I do Representing for the ladies, but he's speaking for the goons Back and forth with the banter, banter, banter You got questions, we got answers, answers, answers Every week we bringing you the entertainment and the news Welcome to our podcast for the ladies and the goons Ladies, goons, ladies, goons, ladies, goons, ladies, goons Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to episode 12 of the Ladies Ladies and and Goons Podcast. Podcast. Hey, so happy to be back. Um, Took some time off again, (laughs) unexpectedly, but um, we are back, and today's episode, we are going to talk about commitment and commitment issues. It's crazy how you be thugging me out until the microphones come on, then you sound like uh, the, the nicest person on earth. That is not true. So somebody's a liar. Um, absolutely not true. I don't like that you said that. Whatever. So it's episode 12. And like I said, we are going to talk about commitment issues. So Commitment issues or just commitment? Both. And okay. issues with commitment. And if it's important, if it's not important, all of these things. I figure we should start with some type of definition of commit or commitment or committing. So I have two definitions that I found online. Number one is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. And number two is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Hmm. I guess you put those both of those together, and that's commitment. The second one kind of sounds kind of like both are very accurate, I would say. But yeah, number definitely. two is especially intriguing to me. What do you think about those? I don't know. I actually didn't hear you say it again. Oh my gosh! Number one well, is the, the, I know the second one sounded from what I vaguely heard. It sounded a little bit like um, torture. Okay. <laughs> it did, but I think that goes along with it a little bit. Um, number one is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. Okay. And number two is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. <clears throat> yeah, that seems about right, actually, the more I think about it. Commitment. Um, all right, so I like I said, those both are, like, are very accurate. Are those like two... Is that using it in like two different um, parts of speech, or is it the same part of speech? I didn't. I didn't actually write that down. I don't think it was the same though. But let's see. One is state, and one is an obligation. Um, I'm not sure. Number two is intriguing to me though. But how do you feel about commitment? We'll start off with you. Hmm. Well, commitment from as far as I understood it, I was always in favor of it. Commitment is like uh, essential in life, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. Well, I believe um, commitment is very important. Um, I fall victim to having good intentions at the time of committing to doing things and then changing my mind. So that kind of defeats the purpose of saying that I'll commit to something it's more but then it feels like it's more of number two like restricting my freedom of action which is I don't want to do the thing anymore but I said that I would so I should 
Um, I realize it's not that that's not with everything. So um, I think I prioritize what I want to commit to and how I follow through with it, kind of, sometimes. I've felt like for a long time that my commitment is just anything that comes out of my mouth. Like, word is bond. Okay. That's why I like that. I used to like that saying. I still say it in my head, but I don't say it to people because I don't <laughs> want to say it as They're going to say you old. Or, but it's like... Um, well, how do you feel that you stack up? Are you more of a non-committal person until you're absolutely sure that you can do the thing? Um, I like to say that until I'm sure that I can do the thing, that's like, I don't understand. Because what I mean is like, you, you commit, you say you're... If so, I don't think I could do it, I, I wouldn't commit to it in the first place. Yeah, so you're not, if you're sure that you, so you make sure that you are absolutely sure you could do the thing right. before you say it. Because right. in commitment, in that sense, commitment is what I'm, what I'm talking about when I say commitment there is just saying it. Because like you said, your word is bond. So once it comes out of your mouth, you should do it. Right. Which would mean that anything that you've ever said that you were going to do has happened. Right? No. Okay. So there are times when you don't, when you, when, cause word is bond means like, that's it. Like I say it as being done. Right. I know I fall victim. I don't do that, but I also don't necessarily live by word is bond. I know you do say that you do, but, um, so then how do you grapple with that? If it's something that you, you just don't do or can't do. See, the bad part is most of the time it's something that I promise myself that it's not, that I don't keep it on. If I say I'm going to do something for somebody else, I do it. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. I don't like to... But I'm also the person that'll tell people that instead of me just saying yes, I'll say I'll try. Okay. So, you say you try... What was that job for? (laughs) I just felt like doing it. So, you say you'll try. So, I, I wanted to emphasize that. So... If you say you try, you'll try. That means you're not committing. So you can just say maybe or I'll try to everything. And then you're not necessarily bound by it because you said I will try, which means I'll think about it as opposed to, yes, I will do this. Right. Okay. Is that non-commitment? Well, you're not committing if you say maybe. You're saying you'll think about it or if you can, but that's not really a commitment. So that I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that I get all the information together, because then if I want to make sure that I do the things that I say, then I shouldn't say yes, specifically. Like, I shouldn't say yes. It will be I'll try. I'll think about it. Get back to you. Um, But that kind of makes sense. Like that rolls into my next question. What actually constitutes commitment? Like, what do you really think? So you said word is bond. That means anything that comes out of your mouth that's an affirmative means that it has to be done. Right. Okay. I don't think like it has to be anything else. Like you have to prick your blood and sign a pledge or a contract or anything and make a promissory note and all that. No, that's unnecessary. All of those things are made for liars. Okay. So does it need to be explicitly stated or is it just understood when you're saying you're committing? Like if someone tells me that they promise to do something, they will absolutely do something. Then I take that differently than me asking someone if they can do something. And they say yes, because I leave that room for 
life happens sometimes. And because I do that with other people, I expect people to do that with me. But you're shaking your head, so I'm assuming that's a no for you. Yeah, that's like, that's corny to me. Yeah, we, you know, we had this talk. But that's just corny to me. Like, I, I actually, if, if somebody asks me if I'm going to do something and I say yes, and they, are you sure? Do you prompt? That's like offensive to me, like I'm a liar or something. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. If I'm going to tell you I'm not going to, if I don't want to do it, I'm going to say no. If I don't know if I could do it, I'll say I'll try. But I don't know. I'm not sure. But once I say yes, then that's what it is. It shouldn't be anything extra. It shouldn't have to be an I promise. I shouldn't have to beg you to trust me. Okay. I'm trustworthy for myself. That's my thing. All right. Not to prove anything to anybody else. So if you are... um if you're committed to something or someone, like you were just talking about, I, I said I'm going to do this, should you be allowed to change your mind? Like, if you say, yes, you're going to do something, you're absolutely going to do something, is there no way that you should be able to change your mind? Or should you be stuck with what you said you would do regardless of what it is? You should be stuck with what you said you're going to do regardless. You should think about all this before you commit verbally. Okay. That's what the commitment is. is literally a verbal commitment, right? When you say yes and agree to do something. You already committed. Why do you need something other than a verbal commitment? Okay. Because I've seen, I watched something the other day. It was hilarious. It was a couple dating. Dude was supposed to pick, was either, I think, pick her up from the airport or drop her off at the airport, whatever. And then they, they broke up and it was a bad breakup. But she expected him to still drop her to the airport for her to get on the plane to go visit the dude that she left him for. And she was like, but you said you would. And it was like, I said to myself, well. That's different. No, because when we're talking about absolutes, we're talking about principle. Like, right? Yeah, the principle so is the I, principle, promised, I promised to pick up my girlfriend from the airport. Okay, so if that changed, so there are ways that it changes. So if you say I'm going to pick up this person, it has to be this person plus that. So that name, you're picking up Amy. But Amy slash my girlfriend Amy. So it's still Amy, but it's not your girlfriend anymore. So you're allowed to change your Yeah, because the situation has changed. It's situation not your girlfriend changed. anymore. Like say that same person has a child that you are like really good and close with and you were supposed to pick up that child. There, You're not together anymore. You said you would, you would do that. And she is still going out of town or whatever that don't change who you are with the child the child is your friend the child mm-hmm. is like a nephew to you or or somebody that you've that you've embraced as a friend or an acquaintance and you have a relationship with that child that relationship with that child doesn't necessarily change because your relationship with the mother did okay so that trumps that trumps it but like when you had if it's if it's the person even though you made a commitment to that person because that person's relationship with you changed, then now it's different. Take the child out of the out of the scenario. So you're in a relationship with someone, you say you're going to do something that is very important and needed for that person, then that person is no longer with you and it was a bad breakup, not just you're just not together, grew apart. And so now you are free to not do that thing. Right? That's the question? That's what you're saying, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's like if somebody, if you promise to pick up somebody, um, you promise to pick up somebody and they have tuberculosis now or hepatitis. And they're like, you still going to pick me up in the car? Got no. It. 
So that that's yeah, true. So there are outside things that can happen that changes that that can alter what's going on. Because that would be unsafe for you, so it wouldn't be expected that you would do so. Um, so where's the line between figuring out what you want to do by trial and error and having to commit? Like, so your thing is like, just say maybe or you're not sure, and then it's okay. You leave that window open until you finally can say yes. Well, trial and error, I mean, like, you might... I A lot of the times, if you ask me something the way that I feel at that point, I'm like, sure, yeah, that'll be fine. And then other things may happen that changes that or alters it in some way. Or maybe I'm super tired because I had to do something else. And now it's like, this thing might benefit you, but it's it's like negatively affecting me. So I don't want to do it anymore. Um, so where where's that line? I know we know there's one line that if you're not dating the person anymore, then that, that negates you having to keep your word to them. But... Where that's, else? That's not not keeping your word to them. I don't understand. How is it not? You asked me you as said. you asked me in one capacity to do something. Mm-hmm. That whole situation has changed. Yes, but you still asked that that person still asked you to do something. That and person you asked me yes. to do something, and I might have been I might have been like it might have been. What's the word I'm looking for? I might have had to go out my way to do mm-hmm. it, yep. and I'm willing to go out my way to do it for. My girlfriend. Okay. But I'm not willing to go out my way to do it just for a check, especially if we're on bad terms for some reason. Okay. I can agree with that. I think it's not only, I, I don't think it's only that. Like, I might be willing to go out of my way at the time. That's how I feel right now for something. And then I might not be tomorrow, especially after that person might have said something rude to me or did something that I didn't like. Well, that's crazy. That, that, that. Yeah, I think that sometimes. Like, I think that that I don't want to especially if it's something that's going out of my way but that's the whole part like if you're gonna if you're willing to say something based on you being emotionally hyped up at the moment then that shows that you're willing to be you're willing to say things just based on emotion and if you're willing to say things based on emotion then you then you're most likely not able to keep the commitment because those emotions are not gonna gonna stay you're obviously an emotional person okay so if you but if you're not dating that person anymore and you don't like them anymore because your emotion that is emotion it don't have you nothing don't. to do with emotion it means y'all obviously don't like each other if y'all are not dating anymore there's a problem with y'all too yeah but that happens sometimes that people don't like each other but they keep their word what do you mean there's keep some their people, word they, you can keep your word you said that you said that you were going to do something for that person something like dropping them off picking them up where they had no other option that's I mean I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying that the, the you know, I don't know that it should just be for the the thing. Or I'm trying to figure out what you think is the acceptable, like, line. To be like, okay, well, in this situation, yeah, I don't have to. I, I said yes, and I was totally 100. You didn't say maybe or I'll try. You said yes. So we already established that that means that you should go through with it. And right. now, Yes, I will pick up my girlfriend. Okay. Correct. Okay. All right. So uh, from what I'm getting, it, it's we're, we're back to it's best to not state things and just figure out in your mind um, how you feel until you're ready to commit and actually say yes or just say, maybe I'll try. What? No, because you can't say you, or you just or you just or you just stand there and look at the person. If you're not going to say maybe, 
and you're not gonna or you say yes but there's some understanding that people know if we're not together anymore we're this this what i just agreed to is not that should be understood i don't understand what kind of person doesn't understand something like that okay a lot of people don't i see a lot of i see it happen to a lot of people actually I, I and I, I agree because I think it's weird. So I do see it happen though, and I think to myself, well, are they just just keeping their word, or are they like, maybe this person will take me back, and I'm just still trying to do something nice, or or what? So I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. Well, let's switch. I'm not not really switch. We're still on the same type of of topic, but. Um, let's change that from um, boyfriend and girlfriend to marriage. So you commit to a marriage and then someone cheats. That's a commitment. Someone cheats. They say it's irreconcilable differences. Are you, does that negate the commitment because somebody, because there was infidelity? Or is that like, regardless, I said, that I was marrying this person and we were going to stay together so we have to figure it out. That's different. That's like if you if you say you're going to, if you marry somebody like mm-hmm. go to an actual ceremony where you vow in front of witnesses you call together witnesses and you have some kind of mediator to verify that you're taking these vows and then you say I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life no matter what then there is no reason for you to leave that person. There shouldn't be, because you already know anything can happen. You're going to be with this person no matter what. You're promising that. If you're with somebody, and y'all are just together, and you're like, I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life, but y'all have an understanding with each other that if you ever cheat on me, then I'm leaving, and then that person cheats and you leave, then that was part of the commitment. Okay. So I have like a you have like an exit clause in case something happens. It's not no exit clause. That's the agreement. You have an agreement. Wedding vows are in agreement. All right. Well, so then, I mean, so I understand that. But then, like, okay, does the commitment, so do you think there's times that maybe the commitment still stands, but other aspects of the relationship just change? Like, you're still going to be with that person, but then one number one, two, three, we're not doing these things, or we're not, like, connecting the way we do just whatever, but we're still stay together. Like, we're legally still together. I still care about you. Like, is that something as well? We're legally still together. Like, you don't want to you don't want to dissolve the business. Yeah, you don't want to dissolve the commitment that you made. The business. Some people, I mean, I mean, sometimes it's to save face because you don't want people on the outside to see. I don't know why people necessarily stay with people that make them miserable. But assuming the person doesn't make you miserable, you really do love and care about this person. But they definitely broke your heart and broke your trust in a way that you know that part you don't really feel can be fixed how do you feel about that huh. what was the commitment marriage oh then you're still married okay all right let's get off of relationships altogether. there's a lot of um a lot of stuff going on in the media. A lot of high profile. How come you didn't answer that question? You didn't ask it to me. You came up with the question. Well, I got to repeat it to I know, you. but you, you could say, me. what about you? But you didn't. So I assume that you just said, okay, that, that's oh, okay. it. 
So which part? There's a bunch of things that I, I stated. So All of them. Which part? Let's give the ladies and goons listeners the female, the ladies' perspective. All right, let's give the ladies, well, this lady's perspective. But you have to let me know which, which parts you actually want me to just I can't remember everything you said. Point things out that you want you me to You already said that you don't agree. You think that if there's a breakup or something, then you shouldn't be obligated. Yeah. What about the, um, the cheating in a marriage? Um, cheating in the marriage. So, I'm going to say that there's a possibility for me that I would still stay in a marriage um, if I absolutely love this person, but I know that certain aspects of the relationship would change. For me, certain aspects would change. So I didn't expect that from you, especially being the person who reacts off emotion. I do. I definitely react off of emotion. But then once all of that is done and all the crying and the hysterics are done, I still have the, the emotion. The most strong emotion will be the love. And okay. that comes back. So I'm one of those people that I, I mean, if I love someone and I care about them deeply, even when I'm super mad and like, you know, I'm just, I feel like I'm over it, whatever. I still love that person. So I will have to figure something out. Um, and being someone, I can say that now because I'm, I mean, I'm in a relationship where I love someone. So there's, I could say that right now, but different parts of my life asked me a little bit earlier or whatever. I might've given a completely different answer, but being completely honest now, does that mean that if the person is doing this constantly, does, if, if it's like a one-time thing and there's some type of remorse and we could figure out a way to move forward and we sit down and talk about it and say this is what's going to happen or this is what will be allowed or won't and it would have to be a restructuring of that agreement it really would it's not going to be the same thing because something happened something broke it um and that is not going to be i don't think that that can be fixed and overlooked every time the person is out of your sight and that's not saying me saying it as for the male or for the female i'm not even talking at the female i'm saying on both sides every time that person is out of your sight every time you you call and the person doesn't answer every time any little thing it's you drive yourself crazy and so the entire structure of the relationship would have to change or it would have to dissolve. So one of those two. And I would be the person, especially how I feel now, that I don't want it to dissolve. So I would have to figure out what I could do. Like, what what can I do? What will I tolerate? What won't I? And, and try to give it another shot. That's how I feel. What about a relationship outside of a marriage? Is the marriage the thing, the marriage actually the thing that makes you feel that way? No, it's not the marriage. It's the love. So the love for the person. So if if I'm not legally married to that person, but I still am in a relationship or in a long committed relationship with someone, um, then it's the same. But I think it's easier to change the 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 makeup of that relationship when there's not a marriage and not a not that commitment that was stated like you said in front of people and witnesses or before God and all of that which makes it a little bit heavier on you to to figure out how you can keep that commitment because it is more of a commitment it's that next step of a commitment like 
it's written in there. That's like know. the I promise, promise, I give you my word. Yeah, it's All like but it's like the sickness and in health. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> so there are people that will say to you, well, if you lose your arm, I'm not with you anymore. You do this. <laughs> like, people will, will do that. I, I just know, and, and that might be true for everyone in, in certain pairings, but like the person I'm with, the person that I absolutely love, that's not going to change anything for me specifically. That doesn't mean the same person that I'm with feels the same way if it was reciprocated. So it is, it's a, it's a gamble. It's always a gamble. You never know. Sometimes you're with somebody and that person is like your person. And it's like, I know this is it. This is everything. And then for them, they might think that, and then they meet someone else. And it's like, oh, actually that's the person. And then if you truly love them, are you mad at them for like following what really makes them happy? If you really love them, you want them to be happy. You might want them to fall down the stairs first, but you, but you know, it's, you still want them to be happy in the end. And if it's not with you, it's just gonna, it's, it's not gonna be good. They're not gonna be happy, and you're not gonna be happy. Fuck that! Just be miserable. <laughs> just be miserable. I don't want to do that. So, um, all right. So, let's step off of relationships really quickly. Like I mentioned before, there are a lot of people, and we're not going into the controversies that have been going around um, with certain celebrities and, and representing their causes and their thoughts and all of that. We're not going to get into that, but if, but talking about commitment on that, um, on that aspect, if you commit to a cause, right, and then you find out that the person who started the cause was doing wrong, do you stay committed to the cause that you originally believed in and separate from the person, or do you separate from the entire thing? And if you do separate from the entire thing, what does that say about your commitment? Hmm. So we're talking about a cause. I know we've talked about this before. We've talked about BLM. We've talked about like other causes. And there's a lot of causes, really great causes that are out there. And maybe 99% of them, the cause itself is good, but like where your actual money is going to and what these people, like are they doing the good that they say they're going to do? Um, is any of that money going to the people that it should? Are they just pocketing it? Or worse, you know, you find out some craziness about them, like there's some child trafficking ring or some some kind of craziness going on or whatever. Does that now, I've, I've committed to this cause and that cause is near and dear to me through this organization, because of course, I guess you could do your own thing, I guess, to decide. Right, that's what the problem you've is. You've committed A to cause this. is separate from an organization. Mm-hmm. Like a cause, you would be behind. I would be behind a cause, no matter what the organization was doing. Mm-hmm. Because so, it would be a personal belief of mine. Okay, so now in your commitment to being behind that cause, and you you teamed up with an organization, and you pledged certain things that you have to do for this organization. Of course, that gets into legalities. If you decide you don't want to be a part of that organization anymore, you've signed things to say you have to do X, Y, Z. But, how, I mean, how do you feel about that? Because then it seems like... That's why I say like, that contracts, contracts and these things are like for slime balls. Like, mm-hmm. you could do something crazy, somebody have an organization or misrepresent themselves and act like they're for a cause. And then some the, the, the organization is about something that you don't believe in, but you signed a contract. That is like you gave your word and you signed a contract, now you are bound to fulfill that obligation. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what the organization was doing. Yeah. But then you also don't want to be associated with the organization. I wonder if you could just, every time you go to do something that you had to do, that you signed up to do, you could start off with how much you hate that person. 
Well, I guess you can also structure your contracts how you want if you have enough, um, if you have enough pull or wherewithal. That's true. To have things like that in your contract, just like athletes have to meet a certain code of conduct, and if they don't, their contracts are void. That's true. And I really think about that. I think people get overzealous when they, when they're starting out, like you're doing. So I'm, I'm donating. I'm going to donate two million dollars to this right. great, and it's like to the cause, but not. It's to the cause, but it's really to this person. You're like, oh, this person's already doing a lot of work, and so I could just jump on that and give it to them, and know that I can continue doing what I'm doing, and this money is going to whatever yeah, it is something. I thought it was going right. to do. Or you could be like Rihanna and go out and hands-on actually do the things and visit the places and make sure that things happen. You could do that, but that's the best thing. A lot of people, Cut a lot out of the people middle, don't. Man. Yeah, that's true. I think that when things are started by organizations or people who are just um, fronting, yeah, and they ha- actually have ill intent, it always turns out bad. I don't think those situations can work out for the best. Yeah, I agree with that. What about conflicting commitments? So hear me out. If you make a commitment to yourself to make sure that you are always doing things that are in your best interest... But then a situation comes up where you sacrifice for another person, even though it was not the best thing for you. Can one commitment outweigh the other? For example, someone is in immediate danger and needs help, but helping may put you in danger. (laughs) How do you feel about that, sir? Oh, man. Uh, I mean... I'm not gonna say somebody. I'm not. I'm not gonna say who it is. But you know, I've I've known of of a person to like encounter a situation, maybe possibly with like a little kid lost walking around, um, and didn't necessarily jump in to help the little kid walking around, whatever. You know, like, do you do? Is there? There's a lot of situations. You gotta weigh your options sometimes, and then, <laughs> I, and then that turns into your your um, level of obligation to that other party. That's true. I agree with that. Just like with the with the ex girlfriend. That's why I said it's different, because you have a level of obligation, maybe even on your own, not from pressure of what she feels like you have to do, from what you take on for yourself that you may take on for this other person as well. I feel like. It brings me joy to make sure this person is taken care of or this person is safe. Yeah. Now, if the relationship changes or if it's a different person, it's not the same commitment that you have to yourself and ensuring this person's safety or comfort. True. Because I know, I mean, I can't swim. So, like, if I'm if I'm walking by like a pool or something and or or. A pool sounds, I'll sound bad because it's a pool, so you probably could figure out how to help somebody. But let's say the ocean. Um, I think it would be two people in distress if I try to go (laughs) and save somebody. I just don't, I don't know that I would do it. But then, like you said, now if that person is my child or is my, you know, even for some people, their dog. Like if, if it's someone that you care about so much that on some level you may even care about them more than you care about yourself. Um, then I guess that's a different, but a, but a stranger, 
I've always been it sound it's gonna sound bad, but I, I own it. I've always been the person that lives to tell the story or like runs to get help. Like that has always been me. I'm not I've never really been the person that's like I'm just gonna I, I'm not I wouldn't volunteer for the military. I wouldn't like let me be the first responder, the first I'm that's not me as a person. Um so I have conflicts sometimes. Like, even when I go on the plane, if they're like, oh, are you going to sit by the emergency? Like, I might tell you yes, and that I'll sit there and has more room or whatever, but I can't guarantee that if something happens, I'm going to open the door and wait for everyone and, like, direct people out. That's not... I'm, I might just jump out first. That's just... That's just me. And I did commit, because they make you say yes, affirmative, in many different ways, but I'll still be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. But I don't know that I would. And that probably makes me a bad person, but... <laughs> I know that about I know that about myself. I don't know any of those other people, and I'm not like some people that's in them. Like they're like, I want to be the martyr, and I want to be no. I just I want to survive. So I don't know. How did what do you think about that as far as commitment? Like, I mean, they're not really commit. You're not. Mm. I mean, the commitment in the example that I gave is that I'm committing to to live my best life for me. So I guess I could make that one trump everything and be like, I committed to this one first, but. I think that sounds a little selfish. I'm sure it does. It has to do with self-preservation, so yeah. That happens sometimes. But I don't know. My next Since you threw out a little hint to that other little situation, that situation was bothering me for a minute. Though the situation is, I'll tell everybody else the situation. <laughs> I was standing on my old block. It's like a short block. It's on the way to a park. The park is on the very next block. And I was standing out there with a friend of mine. And a little boy walked past. He came walking past. He's probably like three years old, four years old, maybe. And he's by himself and he walks past me. He smiles and gives me the head nod. And he's walking slow, like, and looking back at me. And then, but he keeps walking. And then I start thinking, like, who is this little kid out here with? Mm-hmm. So he gets to the corner. He's walking like real slow. He gets to the corner by the park. And then somebody else who lived in the corner house came out and he picked him up. An Asian guy, Indian Asian guy. I don't know if that's the same. Indian guy. Yes. Yep. I don't want to be racist. Indian. Asian. Indian guy picked him up. He's holding him. He started asking him who's with him and who he's with out there. And the little kid is like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And... So the guy's just holding him. Then he asked me and my friend if we know who he's with. I'm like, no, nah, I just saw him. I thought it was crazy he was walking by himself. But who am I to say that he can't be walking by himself? That could have been his routine. His parent could have been down the block or a few steps behind. He could have been meeting somebody at the corner. He could have lived at the corner. I'm not familiar with everybody who lived there. I didn't know the Indian guy that lived there. True. So then a few minutes later, his two young sister, little boy's two young sisters came around the block. They're crying. They're like, oh, no, where were you? You just ran. He just ran away when I was bringing in the groceries. 
I felt bad about that, man. I didn't want to just stop. I couldn't just stop the kid like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Who are you with? Like, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. That happens a lot, though. I think also more so with males than with females that you always have to think twice about your approach and what's going on. It's, someone will always look... And then a black male on top of that was just a different... That's a different thing. But um, you, you might want to help somebody and then people turn around and think that you did something as opposed to you being there to help. Um, if, if a male is doing... If a female is crying and a male is there trying to help, people will automatically be like, what did you do? What happened? What, do you, what did you do to her? What are you right. doing to her? Um, so as a female, especially when it comes to kids... I am more inclined to go up and say, are you lost? What's going on? Whatever. But I am still weary because there are a lot of people that'll just come up and scream, get away from my kid. What are you doing? And it's like, you're really trying to help. It was and a little fair skinned kid too. He wasn't like mm, a brown kid. Like yeah. Black kid. So people, yeah. Cause yeah. I see that and I can, I, I get it. So I understood why my, for me, and then I'm also a teacher. So for me, I, my instinct is always to first go up and say how, but I also, I have a, a way about me and a tone about me that I, it's just not as not yeah, threatening. tone that you put on for everybody else. Whatever. My tone is, is less threatening. And also like, so kids, I'm used to being around kids and kids like me and they feel comforted when I'm around. So in that situation, you know, it would be easier for me. But I'm also constantly, I told you, I'm the person that goes looking for help and calling for help. So as I'm talking to that person, I'm being very loud and asking, who is this kid belong to or who or calling, you know, 911 or whatever it is. That, that's me, like all of those things going at one time, because um, I see a lot of random things happen and I always walk up to help. But you you do you may possibly be putting yourself in danger. We were watching a movie a long time ago. I'm trying to remember what movie it was. Was it a book of Eli? Where there was, there was the scene where they were trying to trap the person. So there was someone yeah, they were they pretending the like something, yeah, right. like something was wrong. And then you go to help, and then all of a sudden, uh oh. And I've seen a lot of movies like that too. And although you try not to live in like fear as much, that's still my thought process. Like, why is this this thing? If something is happening in front of you that's really random, and it's like, what the heck? This is crazy. Like, maybe there's something else going on here maybe someone's right. trying to trap you maybe so those are things that that come to mind too which is probably why i'm super loud when i am around kids and something happens if he would have just stood there like for a while i'd have been like like hold up something's going on like yeah where are your parents at who are you with but the fact that he kept walking was like i don't know you can't just see a random kid and be like yeah where are you going yeah it's and it's weird because i'll see it sometimes i'll see it like i'll just see kids and when i say kids i'm talking about like two or three that's not that kid should not be by themselves regardless and i understand that parents get distracted and things happen but like i was walking to going into target and i think the kid was probably in target with the mom and then just made a beeline when the door opened and just ran out so they were in the parking lot like walking and just like the parking lot with all the cars and everything and very little and can't speak so it's not like you can say what's your name um just like a, a really small kid and then you know so i'm talking i'm making noise i'm asking people um you know do you know this person whatever and then eventually i see a woman running frantically looking for the kid and i'm like the kid's right here um but it's like i couldn't i couldn't be like oh well let me go see if secure tell security that there's a kid out there like i had to stay by that kid like you can't speak and you're in the street like i need to get you to safety um 
But people around here have their kids running around like... They do. I saw that earlier when I went to drive out. I keep saying Target. I'm not trying to give them, like, any kind of ad space or whatever. But um, I was going to Target, and I was driving, and, and there was a kid that was probably around two or three on a scooter, on one of those kick slide scooters. So already that's not, like, the safest thing. And then coming down, we have a long strip when before you get to, you know, get to where we are, a very long strip with just, there's just like lake on both sides and then a street that's crossing the lake so like a bridge or overpass um and then cars the kid was by themselves and it was like what is going like i know people feel like the neighborhood is safe but not like oh it's safe so someone's not going to snatch the kid but you're not 100 percent sure anyway but like there's animals there was you know there's a kid water. a kid will fall it's a into kid something like or falling off of this thing and then eventually you know i see the parents who are dealing with other kids, you know, walking to whatever. This one's down the road. Like, um, and I get it. You get distracted. Things happen. But that was like, that. that's just, it's just not smart. Or just in the parking lots anywhere. Parking lots and kids ducking off from you. Like, insane. And everyone doesn't drive the speed limit. They should. So, I know I got off on a tangent, but that grinds my gears sometimes. Grinds your gears. It does. But whatever. Anyway. Whew. So that was our commitment episode. I think we've talked about a good amount of different versions of commitments. Um, I think one commitment that I need to definitely stick to is every week jumping on here to do this podcast and life gets in the way and things happen. But we appreciate all of you that tune in to listen to us whenever that is throughout your day. And so um, I, we will try our best to make sure. I'm not going to say definitely, we're going to try our best to make sure that we are here weekly to entertain and to share some time with you. Yes, and for the month of November, I like to be thankful the whole month and do a no meat challenge. No meat challenge. I'm doing that for myself. Everybody else is welcome to join along. I may join, but... I mean, this is it's, it's. You may feel different later. I may feel different later. We're just talking about meat, like, like, food. Right. Okay. So I um, right. I might I might be able I might be able to I mean I I might be able to do it. I don't know. Next week, you all can can hear whether or not I did. Uh, I'm definitely cooking a large large meal. We do not celebrate Thanksgiving, so... I do not be, celebrate Thanksgiving. It will be around that time frame, but definitely not for that. I'm not I'm not from America anyway, so it's not like it's a normal... Um, it's not a normal holiday for <laughs> us in Jamaica, but um, regardless, <laughs> I will be cooking for many, for many others. And I can't... I, I, I'm going to try to not indulge in meat. Hmm. Anyway, what is your health tip for the week? My health tip is to walk at least a half a mile a day. However many steps that is, get those in. Okay. That sounds that sounds good. It's been really nice outside lately too, but even if it's I mean, once it gets cold, yeah, walking keep that can, going even walking if it's cold. Can, yeah, when it's cold, walking can get the blood flowing and, and keep you warm a little bit. I'm Something. challenging myself not to get 
not to get bigger this winter. I usually tend to get big around the winter. Yeah, like a like a bear. Right. Hibernating and and stocking up and keeping warm. <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm biased because I'm one of those people that think men should be a little bit bigger. But whatever. So, um, all right. So, news for this week. We're not really gonna. I mean, not gonna harp on news. I'll just say, um, rest in peace. Take off and prayers out Definitely. to. Um, Quavo and Offset and family. I, um, I always thought I always thought Takeoff was the nicest member of the Migos. I told you that before. Yeah, you've said that before. So, um, prayers out. Rest in paradise. Um, very, very sad. Sad situation, especially not being involved in the altercation and, and then ending so tragic. So, rest in peace to him. Um, rest in peace to Aaron Carter. Um, Dying so young, 34. That's really sad. I just saw a post that the game wrote about the time that he met Aaron Carter, um, and it was really it was really nice because he said he was he just dropped his album, so a lot of people didn't know him, but Aaron did, and he booked like he booked first class tickets for him and his his um, child's mother and his kids, and but the plane oversold it, so he wasn't able to. All of them couldn't get into first class. And Aaron Carter was in first class and heard it and was like, no, you have a kid with you. You can take my seat and went and sat in coach um, and gave him that seat. And then the game ended up going to coach as well, left his family there and kind of sat in the same aisle with Aaron and talked to him for like six hours on that flight and said he was a really sweet, genuine person. And they kept in contact since then. So um, regardless of all the, the trials, tribulations and troubles that people have throughout their their lifetime, you know, there there's some good in there, too. And um so rest in peace for him. That's my little sister. Terry was obsessed with the Backstreet Boys and also Aaron Carter. So I had to break the news to her. She was not happy and it was, you know, I felt for her. But anyway, so rest in peace. Uh, Eminem was inducted into the Hip Hop Hall of Fame or Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know what Hall of Fame it was. I think it was Rock and Roll. I did see something. I saw... Um, I saw LL Cool J talking about it, commenting on it. So congratulations to him. And his speech was um, full of appreciation and accolades to a lot of, or almost all of the hip hop um, pioneers that came before him. I say almost all, but I won't read into it too deeply. Yeah, I read into it because that was wild to me that he didn't say Jay-Z. That's like saying something. He shouted out a whole bunch. He said redhead kingpin. This is true. It was odd to me that he didn't, um, that he didn't say him as well, but... I don't know. He said Nas. He said Biggie. I mean, and they were on songs together too, right? At least one. At least one. I don't know. Maybe I don't think Nas ever did a song with Eminem. Yeah, but I mean, Jay-Z and he didn't shout him out. But you know, who knows? Maybe it was really just an oversight. Yeah. And, and he thought that he put him in the beginning when it was not in alphabetical order. And then by the time he got to alphabetical order and was just reading off names... I don't know. Yeah, I think Eminem is one of the greatest rappers ever. Yeah. He is. I can agree with that. So, anything else that we want to talk about as we end this? We did our health tip of the week, did all that. Okay. Um, Well, I think we're at a great place to go ahead and end off. I will end with my closing remarks, as always. 
Learn to love who you are while striving to be a better version of you each day. Don't base your actions solely on your emotions. Try to find principles to live by and base your actions on those. Aim to be a good person and then stick to your word as closely as you can. You cannot please everyone, so just try to be good and everything else will work itself out. Also, I made someone listen to the entire Renaissance album today and they were not happy with it, but I still do love that Renaissance album and I it's my go-to and I play it all the time, but just wanted to say that. Anyway. Thank love and blessings. <laughs> always in all ways. Peace.